0: So um, you guys
1: watching C-SPAN today?
0: No. Oh, yeah, no. I can't watch C-SPAN. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let me. They don't let me. I also, I also don't have cable. Have um, you, have you, I don't think you need cable it's, for C-SPAN. It's on the internet.
1: First of all, let's be clear on a couple of things. One nobody ever wants to pay for (laughs) c-span that is not a moneymaker for the federal government that's not yeah that's not something where it's like oh we should put this behind a paywall because we raise (laughs) our tax coffers by charging for c-span the people go wild (laughs) people are beating down the doors to see a bunch of old white guys argue about this Mm -hmm. that's why they tune into this podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah Well, other than that, I, you know, I feel like short show today, guys, because is there much else <laughs> Cause, going on? Because we, we got to rush out
0: and, and uh, let's we'll start watching C-SPAN. Yes, um,
1: exactly.
0: Well, so, the, I mean, so last, late yesterday, right, there was some breaking news about another Apple case, not the one with terrorism. Yeah, a, um, a, but, a fairly
2: poorly reported story, right, where some press made it seem like, hey, Apple beat the
1: FBI, which oh. is not at all what happened. I, I didn't right. even see the bad reporting. I just saw this. So there was a drug case, right? yeah in new york yes tell me more
0: uh would you like to go for the uh the 500 dollar <laughs> well i i know that i know that
1: apple won or at least the yeah. judge supported the... yeah i mean so the judge in that instance
0: smacked down the um judge Orenstein. am i correct yes correct Orenstein right. um said that uh ah, the Orenstein bears that they could not use <laughs> the uh, yeah um, the All writs Act in the way that they were using it, which is basically the same thing that they're using so in the can you the terrorism them. case.
1: Now, there's a number of different cases of this sort, right? Because we've heard that there's like a dozen other iPhones that they want to unlock. What was the what? This wasn't the FBI. This is the state was ordering them to open this iPhone. Oh no, yes. I believe this was well, an FBI. Was it also case. an FBI uh, case? This yet? was
0: an FBI drug case. Yeah. Okay.
1: So my question is – Yes, was that's it's right Cause it's, yeah, because it's the Justice Department, right? Was that's it the right. same – were they asking them to do the same thing? Like yeah, the, they were asking yeah. them to do
2: the same thing under the, author, under the authority of the All Rits Act. They wanted to help the government bypass passcode security. So I don't know if they got as detailed as saying, you know, change the OS so that we can do as many code changes, code tries as we want. But th- they were saying do something so that we can bypass the code.
1: And was it... Do you guys know if this was, like, uh, also a 5C? I I mean, what kind of iPhone this was? I'm just just more Um, curious. Weirdly, it's an Android phone, and I don't know why... (laughs) (laughs) It's an iPhone 5. You guys can hack into that, right? It's It's the original iPhone 5. Okay, so something else that also is not covered under the same... uh, Doesn't have, like, the secure enclave on it, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, Okay, because that's pre-Touch ID. So... I guess my question is, you know, and none of us being lawyers, unless you guys have, like, done, like, a night course in the last week. <laughs> oh no, I feel I like am. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I'm learning so much. So, precedent's a powerful <laughs> thing. Do, do you guys think, like, does it seem like this is a precedent that is going to carry the day on, you know, next, you know when, whenever this gets resolved for the San Bernardino case, people are going to be like, hey, you already said this is, you know, basically you can't use this law to do this thing. So, you know, we're done go home or I mean well that doesn't seem likely does it
0: (laughs) no I mean because obviously I think the justice department will appeal the decision so it's not over it's not over until either somebody gives up or it goes to the
1: supreme court in which case it still might not be over given the composition of the supreme court (laughs) (laughs) yeah right you could. yeah that'd be fun wouldn't it yeah, well, no, it's,
2: it's, I mean, it's good for privacy advocates because if it goes to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court says uh, we're tied, then they go back to the Whatever, previous the highest court yeah, yeah, okay.
1: So so okay. far, so great, good. <laughs> but that's good. that's like years off then, right? Now,
2: <laughs> it could go faster. Like if the government is saying that they have an urgent need to get there, they could try to get this before the court faster. Interesting. And lose faster. Now, Slate had a pretty interesting article talking about the phone. And whether Apple should be compelled to lock it, this was on the side of no. Um, My favorite side. And uh, by the way, if I sound crappy today, it's because I am a crappy person and have strep. In that order. Slate said – Slate's argument was it's not like a safe – that the government could try to bust open and they you know it's property. It's really a phone is an extension of your mind, right? Cause people, and I was thinking about how true it is because wow. I have given up on the ability of, uh, well,
1: how was that a argument people, presented? This, this phones part of your mind, man. Well, that, like that super, high. It was
0: Presented super high. Yeah. Um, but what do we think about? Like, like I
2: no longer know, I don't know either of your phone numbers and I've called both of you. Um, and, I don't remember anything that I'm going to do unless my phone tells me, like I use reminders <laughs> and Siri all day long. Like I've given up on using you've my transferred, brain for these You've things.
0: transferred a substantial portion of your consciousness into this your is what phone. I'm is saying. What yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My phone's like Lauren Lex loves you. Like I don't tell her anymore. My phone
2: handles that for me. <laughs> and that was a pretty good Siri impression, by the way. It's pretty good for having strap for ha- definitely well,
0: for having strap and being a terrible person.
2: Yes. But so, um, but I'll, I'll send you guys the slate article so you can either read it or merely include it in the show notes, but it was pretty, (laughs) it was compelling. It was interesting. I like the argument. I'll at least do one of those.
1: The the question for me is whether or not that is an argument that actually holds any water as far as like, I mean, is this, this is an argument in the court of public opinion, not necessarily an argument in the. In Correct. This is not legal a legal argument. opinion. Right. No, <laughs> as we call the, it. Basically, the it's it's a
2: philosophical argument. And it's if you want to get really technical, it's called the extended mind hypothesis. And with the basic crux of the argument being we shouldn't in twenty sixteen treat the brain as the only place where mental processes can occur. So it's kind of a hippie argument also. <laughs> but I thought it was really I, it spoke to me.
1: Or did you read it? One you, of those. Both. Okay. So uh, Siri the, read it to me.
0: <laughs> one that did not speak to me is the Wall Street Journal editorial over the weekend. I'm I tried to read one. it and it was
1: behind the paywall, and I was yeah. like, "I don't care enough."
0: Yeah, you well, you you made a better decision than I did. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: what was the crux of that argument? Well, Terrorism. So, the yeah, I mean, that's exactly well, that's some good. of it.
0: That's some of it, but also just just how um, so this the, this is the former what's this guy's name um, former editor, I believe of the wall Street Journal l. Gordon
1: krovitz <laughs> It definitely and, sounds like a former editor of The Wall Street yeah, Journal,
0: yeah, <laughs> right, and he has, starts out by basically saying that uh, kind of reducing Apple's argument to the idea that it would be hard, which is really not the crux of Apple's argument at all, <laughs> um it's saying, well, just because it's hard, doesn't mean that um and then he uh he seems to be of the opinion that um the phone, you know, contrary to this slate. Article that the that um, current smartphones are basically just an extension of the same communications technology that we've had since the telegraph. So, which which really which really, I think, is is extremely inaccurate in very simple terms, because there are things in place for the government to get information that's transmitted. Yes, um, and they still have those those powers. And the difference between the telegraph and a smartphone is a smartphone <laughs> retains data.
2: I'm listen. I'm happy for the government to get any data that it could get from a telegraph from the phone. Like that, I'm okay with anything they could do to the telegraph, they could do to the phone. So they can any, look at any it, series of
1: dots and dashes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if if the government compromises the phone, then terrorists will just go back to telegraphs. I mean, <laughs> fax machines. <laughs> well we solved terrorism again once again well yeah i mean it's a difference you know i heard uh, i mean not to go too deep down the the security rabbit hole etc but i heard an interview i guess he's doing a book tour michael hayden the former director of both the cia and the nsa Mm -hmm. um only guy to have had both jobs yeah he was talking on a radio show i heard yesterday and i thought he made he made solid arguments to my mind about you know look You're never going to do away with espionage and intelligence gathering, right? Like, that's a function of governments. It's been a function of governments for thousands of years. Uh, And, you know, there is a a role for that. And so the question is, how do you uh, make—how do you continue the operation of those necessary organs without compromising, you know— average citizens and that's that's the tricky area to navigate is like some of these things like you're like you're saying lex if you're like intercepting transmissions you know that's one thing um and so the question is where do you talk about like what is a what is a violation and he made the really someone asked him i guess what the definition of privacy is and he was talking about like ball well, privacy is sort of like the line we continually negotiate between like <laughs> what we need to do in order to like gather intelligence and what you know is not uh prying into people's lives and you know as some of these things point out like hey you know the fourth amendment protects you against unreasonable search and seizure but it doesn't protect you against search and seizure right like there are (laughs) there are legitimate things that need to be gathered in law enforcement and intelligence capabilities it's just a question of what is too much And the answer is (laughs) that much. What we say what we say
0: on this podcast. I you know I was the the the
2: folks who are in favor of forcing Apple to unlock the phone or make it possible to be unlocked, uh say that the slippery slope arguments hold no water for them. Set aside the fact that the government has said pretty plainly Oh no, (laughs) we're plenty more phones. We
0: really were looking for a slippery slope right here. Um but I was thinking about the
2: steady i don 't know if you guys know this this might be news to you both, but uh, technology just keeps moving fairly quickly and
0: <laughs> ever since yeah, the know. telegraph
2: yeah, and I think we're going to have telegraphs on our cars soon um, <laughs> but we, uh, I was thinking about the you know self driving cars, which I think will be the norm in somewhere between ten and twenty years from now that most cars will drive themselves in most places i I'm, I'm, I'm leaning closer to ten years. I would pick under if ten were the over under um, and uh, I would imagine that if the government says uh, we need to be able to unlock whatever phone we want at any time, they would also say, oh, we also need to be able to know where every car has been at all times, which I don't think – like they already have some access to that kind of data, right? They Like if you use any of the uh, – here yeah. we call it easy path. I don't know what they call it. It's like sure. the government can see where you go. And I'm not like um, – I forget what the – Jerky term is for this. You know, I'm not a, 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 what do they call it? Like a tinfoil hat style person. Like, I, I, I don't care. I happily use Easy Pass, and they can feel free to track me. But if they knew everywhere I drove, I would feel sketchy about that.
1: Well, I'm right. As soon as that info, and you're right, like totally, right? Because that self-driving car is going to have that information unless it's set up. And that's the thing. Even if it's set up in a way where it's like, well, that information is erased or whatever after a trip, um, which it probably won't be. Because if you do anything that tracks like mileage um there's a lot that you can get stuff now i i piloted a thing from my insurance company they send you like one of those dongles that plugs into your car um and it's sort of you know lets you track fuel expenses and stuff like that but it also potentially logs data about your driving habits which could you know the insurance company is like well we could possibly offer these for like a discount on insurance if you're a safe driver and it's like yeah but the problem is that also goes the other way of if I, you know, I'm late to work and and, and zipping along a little bit, they might decide I'm a a bigger risk. And so the problem is, as soon as that data exists, we're back in the exact same position now. is it a long drive to the home office there, Dan? Yeah, it's, uh, it takes me at least 10, 20 seconds. Getting the car in the front door is really a pain. Uh, (laughs) but, like, as soon as that information exists, then we're back in the exact same situation we are right now, where the government will make an argument to requisition that data if it becomes relevant because that data exists. And even if you, it was set up to, like, erase it or encrypt it they would make the exact same argument they're making here like well do some change the software so it doesn't erase it or change the software so you can decrypt it so that we can get access to it and and you know between self-driving cars and like all the smart devices you're pretty soon going to have about your house probably even sooner than you'll have a self-driving car uh like you know what if what if they could requisition like you know the government or the uh police could requisition like your canary footage you know yeah exactly nobody (laughs) wants that no they don't want that really yeah
0: let me tell you i draw the line at the government um unlocking my mac (laughs) (laughs) Weldon's. well they're antimicrobial um (laughs) you
2: know it's the fbi is the fbi is antimicrobial they don't don't like microbials yeah
1: (laughs) well imagine for example that they could unlock you say your sleeping habits what about that i know i know and the reason I mention that is that today's episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Mm. They're obsessively made. Uh, they're obsessively engineered. <laughs> probably, and made, probably made. <laughs> obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash rebound and using code rebound. I don't know how you spell (laughs) but I would go with an R. Just just try the R. Uh, Hey, you guys, I don't know about me, but you guys spend a third of your life sleeping. Uh, What if the (laughs) FBI knew that? I mean, that would be great. (laughs) Make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper brings together two comfy technologies for better nights and brighter days. Latex foam and memory foam. That's two kinds of foam. So they've got just the right sink, just the right bounce no matter how you sleep. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy. And they'll deliver it straight to you. You can try one for 100 days because sleeping on a mattress in a showroom is not indicative of how well that mattress is going to work, let me tell you. It's also an easy way to get robbed (laughs) or arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or meet people. Yeah, you know, (laughs) hey. Uh, If you're not happy after 100 days or within that 100-day period, they'll pick it back up. Um, with Casper, you actually get a, a real chance to to try it out and see how it fits into your life. So it's $500 for a twin-size mattress and $950 for a king-size mattress. You can sleep like a king. Comparing that to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. And you can get $50 off any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash rebound and using code rebound. Terms and conditions do apply. Thank you, Casper Mattresses, for sponsoring this week's episode of... The rebound, rebound, rebound. <laughs> I didn't realize we were rebranding. <laughs> <laughs> New logo.
0: <laughs> rebound. Speaking, actually, speaking of rebranding, this is like not Sombrero. to get too, uh,
1: yeah, not to get too inside, inside baseball. But this week is episode number seventy-five, I believe. Mm. Is that right? Huh. We're celebrating our seventy. I thought you were going to actually talk about baseball
0: because the big old baseball seventy-five pitchers,
1: pitchers and catchers are. <laughs> Yeah, pitchers and catchers are reporting to this podcast. Hey, I'm the pitcher. <laughs> Moltz is the catcher. I'm going to let you figure the rest of that out Thunk. on your own. Ugh. Oh, now, God. If you, uh, if
2: you want this podcast to last forever, then we need to take a
0: pitcher because it'll last longer. Oh, God.
2: <sighs> Bleep, bloop.
0: yeah. Yeah. And- Again, uh, I'm leaving this podcast forever. <laughs> so <laughs> once again,
1: 75 episodes in, we like finally every, got rid of most. Like every week.
0: <laughs> now, Apple has
2: uh, an event coming Maybe. in mid to late March. Maybe. Right?
1: Yeah, Maybe. That's right. Small phone,
0: baby.
2: Maybe. And that's right. The small phone. And The SE.
1: No longer the- a 5SE, by the way. Sounds like it might be just be the SE.
2: Um, which is also the nickname of my mother-in-law, whose full name is Esther. They call her Essie. Uh, also, the anyway, nickname
1: of the Lock S Monster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now I'm leaving the show. <laughs> but
2: the it's just Dan. From Next week will just be Dan. But the uh, the the question that I have is: Assuming Apple says yes, that's we are indeed scheduling our event for this week, wherever you know that date. And with the date that's the day before their hearing in that FBI case, do you think that's why they would move it, or would they move it for some other reason?
1: It's super weird. Like, well, hold on—if they pushed it back, but it's still not after the FBI thing—that doesn't make any sense. To me.
2: Oh no, no! I think the, the to me the argument is maybe they move it so they can do it the day before, and they can talk about that too.
1: Yeah, Apple I guess. cares about your privacy. I mean, Tim Cook—that's a pretty good Tim <laughs> <to> Cook. Um, <laughs> I feel like you'd want to do it like really? the next These day two. to try and wipe the not wipe the news cycle like like they wipe the phone. God, God what happens if we all leave the show? He is. <laughs> he is terrible. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. That there's no way they can have an event and not talk about it. That seems. Super seems weird. like they would say something about it. It seems super. I mean, weird. I don't know. They're
0: not going to talk about it in the specifics.
1: But, uh, But, they, you know, what if the if iPhone SE has like a new feature with, you know, security so good, even we can't crack it? <laughs> <laughs> I you it, it, Otherwise, it's an elephant in the room, unless there's a literal elephant also in the room.
2: <laughs> that would be scary.
1: I think that they've had something similar.
0: I can't remember what, but it seems like they had another event where there was something like. Oh, they've definitely know, brought up on
1: relevant, like, news stories before. I mean, I remember Steve Jobs coming out and showing us a slide of his, like, blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: remember that, but I believe you. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. when, when,
1: uh, when it was, like, when his health was an issue? Yep. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I don't, I don't remember that yeah, either.
1: Yeah, there's a bit where he came out. It may, it may have been before the live streaming ones. So I was actually in the audience for it. And I remember, I think... Might have been the, so, might have so been the you iPad got, you've event. you've got good cover here? You can make up anything you want to? Yeah. Exactly. No, I think, I think it's recorded. It just wasn't <laughs> streamed at the time. But I think it was the original iPad event, I want to say. Um, so yeah, he came out and was like, oh, by the way, like, you know, my blood pressure is okay, just in case you're freaking out. Um, which in retrospect is a little sad. Um, but really, I don't know. I think they'll have to at least make some comment about it. It did
2: happen. Dan's right. In yeah. case anybody's wondering, blood pressure under 120. Okay, so he showed that his blood pressure was 110 over 70. It wasn't a chart. It was just the numbers, 110 over 70, Steve's blood pressure. And that's all we're going to be talking about Steve's health today. That's, uh, that's what he said. It was when they unveiled the new MacBook laptop computers in 2008.
1: Oh, 2008. Wow, that's further back than I thought. Oh, yeah, that's a lot longer. Well, yeah. There was... Two years. It was a month <laughs> after
2: Apple's 3G iPhone launch. Wow. Oh, at, man. At which he stood in front of another big screen that said, the reports of my death are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> also
1: kind of sad in
0: retrospect, but hey. <laughs> a, a slide they will not use. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: jeez. No, um, they probably
0: won't put that up this time. <laughs> oh, this is Tim. Uh, first, I want to say Steve
2: Jobs <laughs> is still dead. <laughs> oh,
1: uh, oh. oh. So... There's a new iPhone, maybe. Yeah, electric. Like anybody, anybody on, other than me getting it? On. I got no. the 6S two recently. Are you really? going to walk out and buy well, this thing?
0: You know what? My 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 only concern is that I, you know, I've got this purchase plan on this my 6S now, so I don't know. You're not eligible then. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, you I'm you supposed pay to be eligible all off. for a year. You'd although, have to pay it although
0: all off. I could, I
1: could hand it down. Well, yeah, well, why, um, but why not wait another six months and just buy it when you're able, eligible to buy a new phone? Because I want it now.
2: I need the new don't, thing right away. It's an, don't it's care
1: phone. how It'll be I want phone. it now. No, it won't be. The right? only be the thing. Well, supposedly.
0: Yeah. Supposedly the only thing that's missing is um, 3D touch. Because I, mean, I don't care about the camera. The camera's mm. going to be whatever the camera is. I mean, you know, I'm happy with the camera going back to like the iPhone 4. So <laughs> I'm not concerned about the camera. I, I take crappy pictures anyway, no matter how good the camera is. As we've discussed on the show, 3D touch, not actually
2: that important, but I did find since, since Molt shared his great 3D touching usage of Tweetbot conversations, I shared the one that shocked Moltz to his core about the cursor movement. The yeah. one that just came up in the past couple days, that is a new one for me, is Google Maps added an option that you can 3D touch the button and get immediate directions to home or for people who are not like us to work. Um, and so you can just three d touch that, kind of immediately opens up with directions to either home or work, saving me like three or four taps. So I'm a pretty big fan. Well,
0: see, and that's the thing. I mean, I find it I find it useful, but I really couldn't say that I desperately rely on it. And I would I would rather have a small phone. I would really rather have a smaller phone. I just I think I, I, I would I, get more I would get more enjoyment having a smaller phone than I will.
2: You know who head else head. needs a uh, a small phone because of his very small fingers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> because of his sausage-like fingers. That's right. <laughs> 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 it's not a political show. I'm just saying. No, no, no! You get that's the thing why he's protesting
2: the iPhone. He's going to boycott the iPhone until they put out another small one. That's what Apple
0: did go out of business. Just, you know, just to add, you know, credence to his his acumen as a as a businessman and as a political force. Um, Apple has. I don't know if anybody has heard this but they've they've gone out of business. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah I Palmer know, is not it? it? It's a real shame. I'm not even sure why he's still talking on this podcast, but <laughs> This is an all Amazon Echo podcast from Amazon. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Again. Uh, we have stunned twice this time. The silence by yeah. Twice this oh, I, Yeah, I, he doesn't want to I'm talk about away. this subject. He doesn't want to talk about this subject. So anyway, but but smaller iPhone. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd like to leave our
2: listeners with. And they also say Smaller they're to put iPhone. out yeah. the, the rumor mill has an iPad Pro that's the, si- the 9.7 inch. <laughs> okay, size. Okay, this
1: is the dumbest rumor I've heard in a really long time because the answer is that's – the what? <laughs> that's totally a naming thing, right? Like it's a 9.7-inch iPad Pro is roughly equivalent to whatever an iPad Air 3 was going to be. <laughs>
2: right. What I think it means to well, me except. is it's an iPad that's got the three – the, the little dongle, what's it called? The smart like connector. The smart connector.
1: That doesn't make it a pro like an iPad Air three. Excuse
0: me. Wait until all of the features have been read, um, and the uh, pencil input,
1: and uh, the third thing, whatever the third thing. You okay. know how
2: pencils are totally pro features. <laughs> you're missing.
1: You're missing the point. They're not going to. Do you think they're also going to put out an iPad Air three just without those things? no, I do not. No, so no, I do, this, not, I do not. It's the think same so. thing. They're just changing the name. <laughs>
2: If they even change the name. I don't think they should. It doesn't make any sense to me. I agree. Keep it doesn't the make giant any one with have, its own name.
1: It, it doesn't make any sense to me to have two Pros and a Mini. If you want a Mini, <laughs> then like an iPad with nothing, than an fine. iPad pro, I don't really care. okay, fine. But I like, know. you're talking about three different screen sizes of roughly the same product, not three different products.
0: I think they believe that they have defined certain features as Pro features and that they want to um, advertise the fact that it, it is a Pro. It has those features. Yeah. Well, speaking of that advertising facts, let's pause for just one moment.
1: I really want to argue about this, though. So, yeah, we go will. quick. We can argue about this.
2: This argument will continue right after this ad for a product that I actually genuinely use at a minimum two to three days a week, sometimes seven days a week, often less, though. So
1: this, this, this product is Now soap. I really want to know.
2: The shower. No. Uh, so. <laughs> All right, listen. Everything... Uh, everybody knows that uh, good things come in sets of three, like the host of the show. There's three of us. What does that do with anything? We'll get this March. As you may know, and you can check this, you can fact check me March is the third month of the year. And it also happens to be our friends over at Harry's three year anniversary as a business. And if you're new to Harry's, The Rebound has a special deal for you to try three of their expertly crafted five-blade German razors, a handle, and shaving cream for just $10. Uh, I have written about shaving. I am kind of obsessed and uh, annoying about shaving. Uh, I wrote an article for the now defunct magazine, The Magazine, about shaving. And uh, although I'm still a fan of you know the the wet shaving with like old school blades like your grandfather used to use, I almost never do it because that takes a lot of time. You know what doesn't take a lot of time? Shaving with the Harry's razor I use every day. Not only do I use the Harry's razor as my main day-to-day shaving razor, I also use it as my travel razor. So I was just on a work trip to Canada and, uh, I have to take the razor from my main set. I should probably just get another one when <laughs> I take it from my main setup and I pack it in my travel bag, wherever I go to, um, Shaving with Harry's, I really like because I don't have to go to the store. You just go to their website, which makes it very, very convenient to say, hey, here's how often I want new razors. And it's not like they're sneaky, right? You just say, hey, I want new razors every three months. Then be like me or more in a not shave for months of time. And then they just send you new ones. No, no. They email, you. hey, we're about to send you more razors. If you don't need them yet, come to the site. You know, sending you more blades, I guess. We're, come to the site and click a thing and, and snooze it for a while. But Harry's blades are super sharp, and they provide a close, comfortable shave. And, um, I don't know, do you want to be one of those jerks at the drugstore who has to ask the guy, hey, could you please unlock these razor blades for me so I could buy new ones? No, you don't your want to Your
0: precious razor, your precious cheap razors. <laughs> so, Harry's is the
2: only shaving company that has both amazing quality and low prices. They're German-engineered five-blade cartridges, close, comfortable shave with no cuts or burn, quality guaranteed, and a full refund if you're not happy. Plus, it's factory direct prices. There's no middleman. They ship it right to your door. They sell their blades at half the price of the leading brand. We all know who that is. Over one million guys have already made the switch to Harry's and thousands more switch every day. So, Why pay $32 for an eight pack of blades? We can get them for half the price at harrys.com. The Harry starter set is an amazing deal for just $15. You get a razor moisturizing shave cream and three razor blades. Harry's doesn't like to discount because their prices are already low. But I was like, Harry's, discount. This is the rebound, and I sell podcast ads for a living. Do something. And they said, okay. A special offer just for Rebound listeners. Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with promo code REBOUND. Stop overpaying for a great shave. Go to harrys.com right now. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter code REBOUND to check out. Get a great shave at a very, very reasonable price. Our thanks to Harry's for their support of my face and the rebound. <laughs>
1: I do not support Lex's face, but I do support the rebound. So Your face needs support. All Fight right.
0: this iPad Time forward. in again. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. You're full of crap, Mo. <laughs> you're the one who's full of crap, Moran. No, you're full of crap. <laughs> wow, you guys were prepared. That's good.
2: <laughs> Let's take the ad time to really think through. <laughs> my, my
1: <laughs> I've got him struggling in the grasp of my logic now. I've developed a very cogent argument. It boils down to, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I i don't, don't know.
0: i i don't get i don't get that worked up over the naming conventions um i like for the the, the little phone i don't care if it's the five se or the five or just the F- se um so in this instance i understand what they're trying to do and i accept their decision i mean is there anybody <laughs> who
1: would not throw out the, the the name brand macbook pro to have powerbook back i'm just asking I would. I would throw out MacBook Pro in an instant sure. power. I would. Back. I would. But at, at the end of the day, I don't really give a crap. I have to look at it every day on that screen. MacBook and it drives Air. you crazy. <laughs> it just drives me. It just galls me.
2: Now, Dan and I huh. have disagreed in print over Apple's naming before. This is true. Um, I, so and when I used to work for that publication, uh, I, would, I would always say, uh, I, Phil Michaels, who was our editor there, would always assign me. Wherever it was. Right. The new iOS device that was going to be announced. I would write the story about that on the days that it was happening. And so I had my whole story written up. I'm trying to remember. um, I think it was what would have been the iPad three, but that Apple instead called the new iPad. Yeah. And, so I had the headline ready, I had the story ready, like, Apple today unveiled the iPad 3, which included blank, blank, and blank. And Phil used to hate that I would try to pre-write it because it never worked out. And this time it worked out so poorly that it wasn't even called the iPad 3. We're waiting the whole time for them to say the name so we can publish the article. And then they finally finish, like, oh, it doesn't have a name. It's just the iPad. And uh, I hated that. So <laughs> I just want to put that out there. And then Dan and I wrote... Um, a pro and con argument on whether apple should have given the ipad a new name and dan was on the side of no i think it's great that they just called it the new ipad so moltz i'm taking whatever your side is just because i can't agree with dan on any <laughs> apple product naming
1: well you know this oh, i will take i will take that as a win instead of a 9.7 <laughs> inch ipad pro it's just going to be the new new ipad <laughs> <laughs> well i mean here's the thing is i think they they feel like they seem to have gotten away from the idea of like just sticking a number after it because otherwise they would be at what the iPad i've lost count seven this would be the ipad seven i think because you've got four generations before the air two generations of air and this would be the ipad seven yeah i guess so which is i I understand not wanting to just stick a number after it every time because sooner or later you're gonna hit like the ipad 12 and it's like it sounds dumb i mean we've been on mac os 10 for 16 years or something (laughs) it's time it's time to let that die
2: I mean, the other thing well, they could do is use years, right? That's what automakers tend to do, and,
1: and and Windows tried this. You know, they tried this with Office, right? Right, and and Apple's done it with the iLife suite in the past, right? And the, but they moved away from both of those, uh, and I think it was because remember the problem with years is, I mean, less of a problem probably for the iPad and iPhones big problem for software because when you were using iLife 09 in in like 2012 it was like yeah haven't updated that was in a, a while little, you. Uh, it was a little too obvious <laughs> yeah exactly so like the iPhone 2016 i don't know it sounds unwieldy to me as well i think they're just kind of screwed no matter what honestly so that explains to me why they keep with the somehow, iPad at least keep I mean, shifting
0: somehow we have you know macbook MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, with no numbers yeah, they'd, behind they'd them.
1: Never added any model numbers yeah. to those, right? And I mean, it's so confusing uh, for I, a I lot of
2: people, right? People don't know which ones they have. They have to go to about this Mac to figure it out, and then you have to Google it. and They're like, "Oh, I have the this one or that one." Yeah,
1: I mean, it doesn't. I feel like at least <laughs> you're doing a late years? night.
0: You're doing a late night infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a better way.
1: <laughs> you have, like, put a little numbers be- of you like throwing up your hands. numbers behind them. <laughs> uh, uh, but at the same time. It doesn't, except in rare occasions where they add new, like, new features on some models, uh, I feel like it doesn't end up coming into play that much. The, only, the last place I can remember that being an issue is with, like, when they added like, the handoff capabilities and like only certain Macs got it because of the chipsets in them. But beyond that, it's like, yeah, okay, if I was going like, to put more RAM in my computer, yes, I would need to know the exact model number. But day to day the Mac doesn't change enough from generation to generation that I feel like it ends you end up needing to know exactly which Mac you have. Yeah. All right. Um, I win. I think
0: I well, I, I just like I said, I don't care that much. But um Oh yeah, I don't care that much. I'm just gonna argue about it with you. <laughs> but I really care. I, I argue I'm arguing with you because you seem worked up over it. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're we supposed to have a boring podcast my son yes. my son seems to my son is very invested in the numbering schemes yeah um, well when
1: you're when you're young and you feel like i need to have yeah. the, the thing with the biggest number on it like that's he, a little different but but you he know. seemed but he,
0: he gets you know he gets the he gets the precedence you know the the order of things that way
1: so i mean i i don't disagree with that i just feel like it's a little silly to be like whoa whoa they're not releasing an ipad air 3 they're releasing an, a 9.7 inch ipad pro and like that distinction is academic to me <laughs> Well, I, think, I think you either you either, either have
0: to you either have to stick with the numbering scheme and actually really do it. I mean because otherwise, you know, going from iPad Air 2 to iPad or iPad mini 2 to 4 is kind of ridiculous.
1: I yeah, I mean, I think in some ways having an iPad mini, an iPad, and an iPad Pro would make sense to me. But I don't know, I kind of, I mean, I think the the, the Air moniker is on the way out across the lines, right? Because the MacBook Air at yeah. some point is going to go away and be supplanted simply by the right. MacBook again. And then you have the MacBook and the MacBook Pro, fine, whatever, right? Like, that's not that big a difference. And then the only thing, you know, you've got like the iMac, which is essentially just the Macintosh, and then the Mac Pro, and then the Mac Mini. It's like there is a certain amount of like synergy between those product lines.
2: Mhm. Ooh, the max so, Synergy. That'll I mean,
1: the there's the, the thing if it's if it's just the iPad, um
0: then the only difference between the iPad and the iPad Pro is, is screen size. Right, exactly. Which is which is weird.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Uh and so we agree to disagree. <laughs> I agree that the only difference <laughs> is going to be screen size because why would they I mean right release one that doesn't have the other features yeah and so i mean i think everybody assumed leading up to this point that the quote unquote ipad air 3 would have essentially all the stuff on the, that's on the pro mm-hmm. and so if you just want to call it a pro yes you're right there's no problem with that but then you have two pro you have a pro in two different sizes and a mini which just seems it seems odd i mean it, you're right it doesn't make a difference from the the actual yeah. perspective but then it essentially becomes like everybody's a pro unless you're getting, getting a mini ipad which is not for professional work well <laughs> it's not let's be clear about that it could be <laughs> no what if they add the pro features to that <laughs> Wrong. is that just a a, a you know
0: 7.9 inch iPad yeah, they're, pro? Gonna, they're gonna add the the keyboard <laughs> connector and you're just gonna use like that the large keyboard and it'll just it'll just overlap yeah <laughs> one thing i
2: think that apple actually could benefit by improving is the onboarding process when you get an iPad Pro or I guess whatever successive iPads come out that have Pro-like functionality. Because I have found, I have an iPad Pro and I'm a big fan. And I have found that whenever I use it in public, people start staring when I start doing side-by-side app stuff and the way you change between those apps and how it all works, because they just don't get it. Like, it's the those features as, as, as any iOS device, whether the Pro or not, get more uh, professional or Pro user-level features that are harder to... Discover accidentally, people don't, right? So people are typically surprised to see that I can run apps side by side and switch mm-hmm. between them and change them in different ways. So, like, I feel like when you first launch the iPad Pro, it should say, Hey, do you want to learn about all these things, features, which iPads have typically not done.
0: And and judging by the numbers, every most everybody who has an iPad has an iPad 2. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> still has it. It still yeah. has it for the last
1: five years. It. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of things that are, you're right, non-discoverable, especially with those new features. Um, and some things that are still don't work very well as far as those good. Like, it still kind of feels like a hack to me. Uh, it works very well for some things, but there are little rough edges like the you want to switch like the left hand app when you're you know you've got split screen and you have to go back to the home screen to do that or when you like pull down that little uh the right hand column and have to like scroll back through all the apps to find the other app you want to put in the right hand yeah. column yeah there's there's still some wonkiness there i'm kind of hopeful that the next version of ios uh major version will work on improving that but i'm also not super optimistic about it i find it most difficult when you have to pass the duchy on the left hand side (laughs) nothing i don't i don't don't even know where that i I don't even know this has been
2: another edition of lex and dan miss the reference
1: Tune in right. next time for we're another. Just gonna, we're just gonna, maybe I messed missed up. the reference. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll just move on. Uh, actually, I want to ask you guys. No, uh, no that's right. Tra- track five? Track five from bong hits. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, did we talk last week about Siri on the Mac? I can't remember. Uh,
2: I don't know.
0: No, no, we did not. Oh, well, hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I know Siri. Lex is excited
1: about this. <laughs>
2: yeah, it took him long enough.
1: Well, so And I wrote a thing in Macworld this week about about how I'm, my worry about this is that they'll just be like, oh, yeah, Siri works great on iOS. We're just going to put the exact same thing on the Mac. And it will be like, well, that's fine. But it's also kind of a like, letdown because it seems like this is a really good opportunity to push the envelope a little bit because you have all of these computing resources now, right? Like you don't have to worry necessarily about running down battery life as much, especially if you're running on a desktop. You have a lot more RAM, a lot more CPU power at your disposal um, and on an operating system, which is historically much more permissive than iOS. So like maybe this is a good place to pi- like sort of pilot like third-party integration or maybe there's a some way to like sort of amp up what Siri can do when it's on all the time running on your, your iMac or whatever. But I'm also kind of... I'm also kind of skeptical that they'll go in that direction, but it seems like Siri is kind of, I think stagnated a bit. I don't know if you guys have checked out uh, this morning. Soundhound released a, a iOS app. That's like a virtual voice-based assistant um i have not seen that yeah Mm -mm. called hound um it's not bad i've been playing around with it a little bit it's very fast like it's much more like google query fast than siri or cortana or whatever fast like it's very very speedy and it lets you do like super complex things like show me you know asian restaurants within two miles excluding korean and japanese restaurants or like show me coffee shops that have free wi-fi and are open after 7 p.m like you know stuff that I would hope Siri would be capable of, but which it seems to still get confused by. Hmm. So I think that that market is moving forward. I think the whole voice-based computing thing, it's here to stay and it's just going to get more and more powerful. Um, But I'm kind of waiting for like Apple to get its crap together and be like, Hey, we, we've, we're we like Siri 2, right? Like, we've taken right. it to a new level. Yeah.
2: Like, to me, if they're going to announce it for the Mac, they're also going to say, and look how much better it is on iOS as well, because your article made some, you know, it, I don't mean to sound surprised, but it made some very good points, Dan.
0: <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> you know. Whoa, stop the presses, everybody.
2: But you were saying, you know, like, you don't want to say, hey, Siri... Hi, everybody's phones. And have <laughs> um, have your phone and Mac all be listening at the same time. Uh, so they've got to figure that out. And you suggested, you know, being able to name devices. I They already, you know, they started with the most, with iOS 9, I guess, yeah. where it can train to your voice. So that not everybody's saying, hey, Siri. But if your it's your voice
1: off. and all your devices, you're still screwed.
2: <laughs> right. So uh, just as a pro tip, listeners, if they don't give some means of differentiating which Siri you're talking to by letting you say, you know, this is my, when I say, Hey Mac versus Hey phone or whatever, then just train Siri on your phone with a new voice. Hey can, Siri. And then hey, you can Siri. just do that. <laughs> hey Siri. Uh-huh. Siri. <laughs>
0: then you have to
1: remember which voice to use how does paul rubens (laughs) initiate siri then you have to like keep paul rubens in your basement to just bring him (laughs) out every time you need to use it Um, i mean it seems like the mac you know for a long time the mac has had the its own like speech recognition and dictation commands and stuff and you can set a particular name for that for it to listen for it's right. not the best at it I have found in my experience. It, it mishears stuff still. Um, but there's no reason that you couldn't do that. I mean on the on the phone, I think it's because it's part of like the the processor, right? because it's always listening on the 6s, and so it's probably like, okay, we're going to make it very specific so that it doesn't have to do a lot of signal processing to figure out what it's listening for. But you know, you got a Mac you get that's always plugged in. You could have it listen for anything as far as I'm concerned, I wish the echo frankly would would do that, but I feel like they've they've made it like a branding decision there that's terrible that's why I hate it so much <laughs>
2: yeah why does it hate you though
1: you that's guys you got
0: over the over the holidays apparently like the the echo was a was a hot item right um, it's a good product and it seems like a lot of I was reading a lot of um you know other nerds online who were getting their echoes and really liked them so um we'll convert you yet i mean me no no it's not happening i'm just i'm just saying you know what if one I'm, showed up I, I, it's become a thing it's become a thing now i can't
1: i can't
2: let it happen hey siri send an amazon echo to Moltz's
0: ass <laughs> <laughs> this
1: gets, gets 75 echoes as we trigger this episode all of our listeners of brought to you by
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think you're i think you're on the wrong side of history on this one Moltz. I just have, to but say. yeah, no, and that's I, that's what I'm that's kind of what I'm saying. Oh, um, that's why, right, and you're comfortable with that. You're am but I'm that doubling ground. down.
0: I'm doubling down on being on the wrong side of history.
2: If I recall, and I could be wrong, but it happens. But I think like um, the unofficial Apple weblog may it rest in peace, and one other site got word of Siri the day before or the day of the keynote where it was unveiled. And I remember Dan and I were at Macworld and uh, we, I was like, I want to believe that this is true. Cause it just sounded so fantastic that, you could say, Hey, I want you to send this. I message somebody or center might like the things that they were claiming could do. And I think Dan, that you're right. That like, it does do those things and those we've gotten accustomed to now, but it doesn't feel like they've really like, okay, now you can get like uh, sports scores or launch a movie trailer, but it doesn't feel like it's really advanced in any significant way since it's creation, since it's launch, Right. I think yeah. that's the biggest
1: issue. I agree. Uh, I well, agree.
0: it's, it's gotten, I mean, it's certainly gotten better, but it has not like taken a uh, like a huge, upgrade
1: i there's been it's, it's been very subtle and i think that what ha- what's disappointed me the most is not like just like adding new features but able to do like not just interfacing with new apps like hey now you can ask about sports scores and now you can ask about movie times but like rather doing things kind of like what this hound app is doing in terms of saying like all right let me construct yeah. more complex things to do because you mm-hmm. are a computer and you should be able to figure that out rather than me jumping through all these hoops to do the same thing um, and so that's kind of what I'm looking for. And, and I kind of wonder if one part of the reason we haven't seen more work from that is that they are prepping something like, hey, we got to like, you know, go down to the deep levels of this and sort of reformulate a bit and come out with something that is like a, you know, a quantum leap from where we are now. Cause I think that's entirely possible that they're literally working on like a Siri 2 type project that's more, you know, even more intelligent and capable of dealing with more queries. I mean, there's some cool stuff out there. If you've looked at, uh, Actually, a, a guy I know who used to work on Siri went to work at a place called Viv in the in the you know uh, Silicon Valley area, which is like kind of working on making like a real you know something more in the realm of an AI rather than something that just responds to it, but something that can like build new pathways and think and and you know a real sort of artificial intelligence assistant. And they've done some really cool stuff. I mean, they're not in the like phase of like actually deploying that as a product yet, but there are people working on incredibly powerful. Systems for that, so I would be shocked if Apple was not at least trying to figure out like how do we how do we take this to the next level? But it's not going to be it's not going to be
0: Siri 2 Dan. It's going to be Siri Pro, the new Siri, <laughs> the new the new, Siri. new Siri. Siri, it's just going to be Siri. <laughs> I mean, it, honestly, it today probably we're will. proud to announce Siri. Didn't you already <laughs> announce Siri? You in the back? Yeah. <laughs> no. Get him out. Listen again. Him out. Listen again.
1: Today we're announcing. Siri. Oh, Siri. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm kind of hoping for it, but I'm not a super, I'm not super optimistic that it'll happen anytime soon. They, they've got a lot of, they got a lot of things going on. I don't know how close that is on to the top of the priority list. I like
2: to imagine that they're going to have a new ad campaign. We have a new ad that we'd like to show it to you now. And it's going to be Henry Winkler. And he's going to be like, Hey Siri. And it'll trigger all of his <laughs> devices. <laughs>
1: I would actually love to see a Henry Winkler Apple ad. I'm on, on top of that. I, I would put him in my top five fantasy uh, Apple's casting. And then the next the next ad will help Scott Baio. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scott Baio walks in at the end of that ad, <laughs> takes over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scott Baio is also in here on
2: this podcast today. Hey, Scott, welcome.
1: What? Hey. <laughs> 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 that was the worst Scott <laughs> Baio impression I've ever heard. My Facebook is so much better than that. I'm glad. Uh you guys looking forward to anything else being announced at this speculative Apple event?
0: Uh, nylon Apple Watch bands. What did I say? <laughs> nylon Apple Watch bands.
1: Wow. Okay. You're excited I, about I,
0: that? I, Yeah, I actually really want one. Um, and wow. the ones
1: I looked at a whole bunch online and they all look like crap to me. I got, so. I got feelings about the watch, but I'm not sure we have enough time left to do them. <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't have time. We don't have time for your feelings. God,
0: gross. I'm
2: definitely cooler on the watch now than I was before it got launched.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think the uh, last year, the watch has steadily, my uh, sort of attachment to it has steadily dwindled. I'm not to the the point of having totally like forsaken it yet, but I've gotten less and less joy out of it as the year has gone by.
2: When I travel for work, you guys don't, don't deserve a nice watch. I don't always take the charger with me now because my charger is in that stand that Moltz and I have. And to unthread the cable from that stand would be a pain. So I usually just like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to put it into uh, battery saving mode, whatever they call it, power saver mode on the watch, where it can only show you the time and that weird digital layout. Uh, and it's been fine. <laughs> so basically it's, at that point, it really just is a watch only slightly worse since it doesn't show you the time all, all, all the time. Hmm. Uh, only when you have enough to wake it, but then it can last me you know, like three weeks without anything happening.
0: I don't know what you guys uh, are talking about. Um, I, I, I would say that it's not as like, I mean, I, the, the thrill is worn off certainly, but I still use it complete, every day and I use it for Most of the things that I used it for originally, which is just to tell the time to see the weather and like what the high and low for the day is going to be to figure out what the date is because I never know what day it is Um,
1: and to use a timer when I'm cooking. Very, so, so mostly things that could be handled by a normal watch. (laughs) It's true. No, not the weather. Can you get the weather on the watch? That, that is literally one thing out of the five things you just mentioned. Yeah, but it's like, well, it's, but it's
0: several things, it's several things within the weather. I do use the
2: weather, but so my issue, like with the timer, when you do the timer, are you doing it with Siri or are you tapping into the timer?
0: Uh, I do both just depending.
2: Because I I think for the most part
0: now I tap, but.
2: With the watch, I want, well, see that, that's, that's, I think, a piece of it. Cause I'm, as, as our fans know, as they both know, I'm a fan of Siri. And Siri sucks on the watch, right? If I use Siri and say, hey, set a timer for X minutes, first of all, it's like X is not a number. No, but if I do it, it's like 20 seconds before it starts the timer. Uh, it's yeah, thinking well, about it and it's think I have to and keep I have to keep waking up the watch again to see if it's gonna finally set it so I'm flicking my wrist up over and over again.
1: Well, so here's the thing is I actually tap into the watch and I rather than snapping into the watch, which would be much worse. Um and the problem I have is that the the apps are so slow, I'm sending you guys a screenshot of what my timer looks like usually when I open the timer app is it looks blank for like yep, oftentimes totally five to ten seconds, it's like I'm just sitting there waiting. And that's that's one of my biggest problems is like it's just so darn slow at doing all this stuff that I actually want to do with it. So the, to its credit, there's stuff I want to do with it. To its discredit, <laughs> that stuff doesn't always work very well. And it's the slowness kills me just because, as I wrote about on Six Colors the other week, like it's, it's a device that is predicated on the idea of like quick, easy fa- to access information. And it does not deliver on that. And so you know if i look down at my pedometer plus plus complication and it's like wow that's easily half an hour out of date like now i have to tap into the app to update it now i have to wait for the app to load now i have to wait for it to like you know collect all its thoughts or whatever and update it's honestly it was just faster to pull out my phone and you know i've had that happen with first party complications i've had that happen with you know apple's weather widget um all of these things so i like the idea but the execution to me is is so flawed that i'm I'm frustrated and I
0: don't, I don't have as bad a problem with most of these things as you guys seem to have. I have a pretty good track record with Siri on the device. I agree that. Yeah. When you ask it to set a timer, it's often a few seconds off. Um, but it's I, I, okay. Let's, let's be honest. It's always a few seconds. Off, I haven't but I've never, a lot. I'm never like, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like timing something that's, you know, it's not a bomb going off. I'm cooking <laughs> something. I know that it's okay. So it's, it's a few seconds off. I don't, I don't care that much.
1: Um my problem bigger problem is I ask Siri and it just sits there and thinks and never like completes the query like see, I don't I just
0: I, I've had that a few times I've had that a few times but I don't get that that often um and I yeah it's slow and I wish it were a lot faster um but I still get utility out of it
1: I mean I'm still wearing it like I said I just I'm if I knew today what I knew a year like if i knew today <gasps> what i was it. gonna do like a year ago
2: <laughs> what you wouldn't have bought it at all
1: i think Beep so bloop. i think i would have i think i would have seriously reconsidered seriously Wow, <laughs> i mean for me you know the reason i went on buy it because it's for work right like i want to be able to write about it and that's for sure but if i were let me put it this way when people ask me should i buy oh how do you like it you know should i buy one my response has steadily declined over the last year from like, hey, I really uh, like it. Like, it's it's great to, well, you know, it's not bad uh, if you want to do these certain things to unless you are like a serious tech geek and like really love gadgety stuff. No, I never recommended it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I might have recommend, you know, like, like serious.
0: But yeah, but like to be said, fair, serious you also tech- did not recommend Trident to anybody. So just so we're clear on where <laughs> I stand. recommend Trident to lots of people. The two people who chew gum is who I recommend Trident to. But Um, and in much the same vein, I did recommend the watch to people who were like gadget geeks, but I would never, I mean, like if my parents had gotten one of these things, I would not have been off the phone with them, like trying to figure out how the thing worked. I mean, it just didn't, they don't need, they don't need it. They don't want it. They don't, I mean, at this point there's no, there's no thing that they would get out of the, the watch. I know how they feel. So (laughs) I was, I was very clear to lots of people like this is, I mean. You don't. You, you probably don't need it, particularly for three hundred fifty four hundred dollars. I'm guessing new watch faces.
2: That's what's going to happen, and I'll be excited about those.
0: I would like. To, I would like to think that's going to happen, but nobody's that hasn't been anybody's guess so far. That well, you heard it here first, baby. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. But okay, <laughs> that's what you. <laughs> we'll listen more closely. I would like. I, I
1: said it on another podcast. <laughs> oh, I don't listen to that one. I heard it through the grapevine
0: i think we should stop it seriously (laughs) (laughs) this is the show forever or just forever yeah yeah i think (laughs) the entire show
2: (laughs) all right when should i start recording (laughs) laughter